1: Welcome back. Welcome back everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. I'm talking about America for you and me. America is something to see, baby. I'm telling you, it really is. I'm really glad that you have come along with us here today as we build a bridge to conversation right here over the talk monster red state talk daily um i'm cl this is the cl bryant show and uh it it has been a a really good ride uh so far getting uh to this point i mean we've met with all types of challenges and all that type thing uh, in our move but but it's still been a good ride and uh the, i just know that there are really good things coming i was on with my uh good buddy Sean Hannity yesterday and um, we were talking about all this uh, craziness that continues to go on and will not stop now. I mean, don't don't ever think that this is going to stop here as long as they are trying to move and prove their agenda. I told you a long time ago, I mean, a long time ago now for me on radio, I mean, way back uh, seven years ago, nearly eight years ago now. That uh, we got on radio, Michelle and I, um, I got on radio. In fact, she uh, sort of uh, was in the chair, not not you know just uh, a chair. Or so over uh, on the computer and so forth. When we first started in our studio, Kiel Studios, back in um, Louisiana, seven ten uh, Kiel uh, on the AM dial. I think it's something like one oh one or something like that on the FM dial in Shreveport. Uh, we ruled it. We ruled it. We were good for, um, but then we had, oh, artistic differences, I guess. <laughs> and we, 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 went our, we went our way. They do their thing, you know. And so the Lord has blessed us, and I pray that he continues to bless them as well. As, but now, my point was this. Things have changed. I told you even back then when I was on Kiel, just a regional show at that point in time, you had better get ready because this ain't going to change. The onslaught started with Obama wanting to fundamentally change America. Well, guess what? It is arriving. And, and you know what? I, I think what we're going to have to do is learn how to build back against it. Because I don't think that, that we're going to stop the arrival. Oh, it's here. It's ingrained in the hearts and minds of people who are not just in elementary school, but up to the age. And I think Casia Cortez is something like uh, 29, somewhere in there and older. And oh, my God, people who have only get their news source from one place. You see, you see. people say, well, you're a Fox Newser, and I am, but I'm also, I listen to CNN. I listen to MSNBC, and I weigh it, again, I weigh what I hear that they're saying. It's just what I do. It's part of my job, really. You know, as, as a commentator, as a senior fellow with FreedomWorks, uh, FreedomWorks.org, go there and become a part of the, the movement uh, as a, a, a national, international speaker, uh, it's my job to pay attention to what both sides are saying and let uh, them know, according to my commentary, in my opinion, whether or not they're full of it or not. And they may tell me I'm full of it, you know, but at least we're able at this point in America to give our opinion. But I told you the time was coming that if you were a conservative, a tea partier, uh, a, a, a republican a christian uh and, and listen you better hear me a husband with a wife and three daughters or however many daughters you got i told you then and it's not an I told you so. I'm just giving you an idea of how this has progressed in the last seven or eight years that I decided to come on radio and start talking about this stuff because it needed talking about. The, the movement, the Tea Party movement, uh, 12 years old uh, this year. I'm an original Tea Partier. Spoke at the uh, rally in Washington, D.C. before that 1.5 million crowd that the media, it, when we knew then, we knew then that, that uh, it was totally slanted against us because that was the largest, at that time, uh, march on D.C. And it was American citizens that marched on D.C. uh nine hundred twelve two oh nine. Nine twelve two oh nine. That's when I um, uh, left being, well, I didn't leave being, but it, it evolved from being a revivalist and a pastor. A pastor and revivalist, I was pastoring a church at the time Cedar Hill Baptist and in fact, the Lord was uh allowing us to build uh a new church and um I got involved with this these public and civic activities that were going on and um and and the truth of the matter is Jay and I were just um trying to pay our taxes. It was April 15th. Yeah, 2009, April 15th, 2009. And I'll give you an idea of how how it's changed in these last 12 years. That's 12 years uh, here in uh just passed. Okay? All we we had written the check, going to mail it. So it'll be postmarked by um midnight that night. And uh, we had seen these signs We'd gone to the post office, sent the check, always disgruntled and angry about that. In fact, it was part of uh, what I was talking about that day. And we saw the signs about this tea party, tea party. But, you know, we were seeing these people, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, around. It looked like crowds of people were gathering. And by the end of the day, there in Shreveport, you had over 5,000 people that had gathered there. Well, it was in Bossier. It was Bossier City at the Civic Center in Bossier City. And uh, on the ground, outside. And at that time, we were saying that we did not want any more taxation without the type of representation needed to spend our money. That's that's what this was all about. It was that, that George Bush had started the uh, TARP, the uh, Troubled Assets Recovery, you know, uh, plan, program, whatever you want to call it, and TARP. And um, he called in John McCain and he called in Barack Obama. So just give you how this all got started, how all of this got to where we are. Barack Obama had, you know, was 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 not president yet when all this went down. Barack Obama was not president yet when all of this went down. George Bush called off the campaign trails John McCain and Barack Obama, senators, both senators, running for president. This is when I knew, and I said this in speeches that I were giving at that, that I was giving at that time, this is when I knew that whoever became president out of Barack or McCain would continue the spending policies of George W. Bush, of George W. In fact, George W. was a good president up until the last uh, year and a half, two years of his presidency. It seems as though the heroic um, image that he showed us with uh, uh, 9-11, it began to fade off of him. You know, the glow of, 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 you know, our president, you know, stood up for us and went after Ben Lawton and uh, gave, uh, threw down the gauntlet to the world that we're not going to be pushed around and treated like this. That was beginning to wear off of him. And and, and so we were spending money. Tea Party popped up, taxed enough already, the acronym. Uh, Rick Santelli's rant uh, went absolutely uh, viral and global. And uh, to this very day, in fact, um, I'm associated even in the area where um, I have been associated even in the area where I am now with um, those who are patriots and tea partiers. And, and, and folks, if you don't understand what that was about and if you've misunderstood what that was about, then you need to get you need to ask somebody You need to ask me. I'm certainly not some kind of racist, uh I'm not someone who hates folks or xenophobic or anything of that nothing of that of that nature. I am an American though who is very concerned about the way our money is spent. And and, and even though I, I guess I'm not the most frugal person in the world, I'm not. But I'm not gonna spend my last dime. I don't encourage America to do it either, but that's, that's what was happening. That's what we saw coming. If in fact, this was not put in check. So what do we have to do? We had to take back the Senate Uh, and and the house. Well, we had to take back the house of representatives and Mitch McConnell. Oh my God. (sighs) It's been, it's been a tough road folks. In these last 12 years to be a conservative. And it is somehow because, and and you know what? I can't help but uh, talk about this because we, in many cases, we became, it became such a a media uh, swell Tea Party movement. It became such an anti-CNN, anti-MSNBC type of uh, target for the news media. That Tea Party leaders and that type of thing and, and conservative leaders and grassroots leaders of these organizations, various ones. Oh, you had all kinds of things that were going on. And of course, FreedomWorks uh, is the uh, father of this movement. People want to say, oh, Glenn." no, 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 Glenn Beck uh, did not start the Tea it was It was people like Freedom Works, uh, Tea Party Patriots, uh, Tea Party, um, uh, you know, those types of people. Amy Creamer's group. Yeah. Jenny Beth Martin's group. Freedom Works. My group. That's who I am with. We are the fathers of it. And uh, Brendan Steinhauser, to give him real props uh, at at Freedom Works at the time, and Brendan, I'm going to send you this clip. It was really his idea. He never gets that, but it was really, the whole, uh, the whole movement started right there uh, when we were on um, Capitol Hill. Our office was right there on Capitol Hill. We're down on K Street now, but our office was da- up on Capitol Hill at the time, and Brendan Steinhauser was kicking around an idea of a march, and it, it caught fire with uh, then-president Matt Kibbe and, of course, now-president Adam Brandon. It caught fire there in that room. And before you know it, we were pulling in, they were pulling in other people, other organizations who had formed, you know, Tea Party movements. Next thing you know, you have uh, 1.5 million people descending upon Washington, D.C. And I got a chance to speak to that crowd. But America was on its way to where we are, of course. Now, and the the, the effort, you might say that we, uh, for a while, were successful in halting the um, – progress of socialism in this country. We halted it. Yeah. We were able after a moment to tie the hands in many ways of Barack Obama so that he could not do what Joe Biden is doing. Although I do believe that Biden is doing it probably on steroids yeah I think Biden has this hidden energy and hidden whatever that they have promised him or given him or I don't know, but he is totally sold out this this even, even though I remember the Joe Biden that, that crucified Clarence Thomas in that um, judicial uh, hearing for the Supreme Court of Justice, of Justice Thomas at this time. This Joe Biden we're seeing now is 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 not is is even uh, more vile. And that's the word. That's truly the word. This Joe Biden we're seeing now is more vile. Than uh, that one was. And if you get a chance, you view those Senate hearings. But this is where we are. Even though we were still talking about, uh, you know, it's always been on the table police brutality, but it had not progressed to where it is now. Now, uh, Micaiah Bryant, no relation, in, uh, pardon me, Columbus, Ohio, shot dead while attacking um, another young person. I'm not really sure the age of the other person. I think it was 13. Micaiah, at the time of her death, was 16. Now, what's going to happen? And I've told you, I've warned you down the road, down all down through the years now, about what's what can happen here. What can, what will happen here, what can happen here. Okay. My question that I ask on Twitter just a little bit ago, follow me on Twitter at C L Bryant, at RevCL Bryant. And uh you'll see that the question comes up that I asked the question. This officer getting out of his car, squad car, what does he see? Well, he sees someone wielding a knife, right? Yeah, that's what he sees. He sees someone wielding a knife and evidently about to plunge that knife into another person. What is his responsibility to defend life protect to serve? I've heard people say um this day well why didn't he just shoot the knife out out of uh her hand or shoot her in the hand? yeah. You know, I know that we're a TV culture. I know that we're a TV culture. Co- I mean, we are. But, you know, this isn't Gunsmoke. This isn't uh, T.J. Hooker or, or you know, uh, Miami Vice or anything like that, okay? This isn't silver. Listen, that's what my senator from um, uh, Louisiana said, John Kennedy, uh, said, been on our show. Michelle we got to get John Kennedy back on the show John is is on everybody's show but ours and we're the ones who launched his his uh, his um, Senate Senate seat run we were in Louisiana he came on our show all the time now John I just so proud of him um who is he our state was our treasurer Michelle yeah I think he was our state treasurer and um, now he's doing what he did Making Louisiana proud. But I'm now in Florida. Everybody knows that. And the move has been really amazing. But how would the cop have known the age of the attacker just getting out of the car? Huh? Only thing you, you see is weapon, victim, react. And the way you react is your instinctual training. Um, Was allowed to go out to the academy um, on many occasions. I know how the training is out there. And um, having been a, a, um, before being an adult as a, a teenager and juvenile, having been a boxer, there are things that you do just reflexively if you've been trained there are things that you just do out of just muscle memory you know and unconscious memory you just do unconsciously there are threats that you know are threats and then there's threats that you know are not I'll be back CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here in our great nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And um, we were talking about these things, uh, some things yesterday. I was on with um, um, my friend Sean Hannity yesterday um, in his radio uh, program uh, and, 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 and I, I got to tell you something, um, this conversation is, is not going to go away and we better deal with it, uh, in, in ways that maybe we, we have been uncomfortable to talk about, but, uh, we better find a way to, to do it. And that's what, uh, pastor Stephen Broden, and myself, and along with, uh, Dr. Uh, evangelist Alvita King and, and, uh, uh, you know. Dr. Carol Swain, and, and, and we have Claston Bernard with us, the Olympian. We, we talked about this, and it was one of those conversations uh, that you're going to hear offshoots of our conversation in the mouths of all types of people, and that's good. But this conversation was launched, and I want to thank Pastor Broughton for being on with me today because, Pastor, uh, you live in Dallas. You live in Dallas County. And uh, this is the thing, I lived in Dallas County uh, for many, for many years, lived in Dallas County, love Dallas County, but what is the police, what is the climate like there in Dallas County? Help me welcome back to the show, pastor of Fair Park Church there in Dallas, Pastor Stephen Broden. Thank you for being with me.
3: Well, good to be with you, uh... I think what we're seeing across the country is that there is a tension that exists in the community. And I say community, the black community, and the police. This is not new, it's been around for a long time. However, we, we need to somehow overcome a deliberate attempt to drive a wedge between law enforcement and our community. Uh, we're living in, a, in the 21st century, things uh, have changed. Our culture has changed. Those things that once were true are not true anymore. Uh, but there is an attempt on the part of some to foster a divide and to facilitate a, a mistrust uh, that ought not be there. Uh, it is a false fact uh, that is being perpetrated in the community that all police are bad. All police are not bad. And just like all black men are not criminals, and that's, that's something that needs to be understood uh, across the board, that there are extreme positions that are facilitating mistrust, and these extreme positions do not represent reality.
1: And you're absolutely right, Pastor. You know, uh, people have often asked me about something that you said in a groundbreaking documentary, uh, Runaway Slave, a film that we uh, put uh, together and uh, Freedom Works, we put together. You said that uh, what... And you talked about this. You talked about Karl Marx in this film. And people often reference you whether you know it or not. You said that uh, the way Karl Marx, uh, in fact... Control this the 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 the, the, the socialist regime was to operate through what you called and what he called the proletariat, Uh, Doctor. If you, uh, Pastor, if you would, in fact, uh, elaborate on that in terms of what may be going on in America right now.
3: Well, absolutely. It um, uh, the socialists recognize that they are coming from a, a weak position. And so what they have done is that they have targeted groups within the culture or within society that are weak and have legitimate concerns. And they take those concerns and they amplify them and they rally people around them. I think it was uh, Saul Alinsky said that we will use the poor as a battering ram against the system meaning that we'll take their legitimate concerns and bring them into the public square and make demands upon the system to change. In in other words, forcing the culture, America, to live up to its ideas or to its professed um, values. If they see that there's a weakness, that there is uh, uh, an area that needs to have some work, they'll take that. And bring it to the fore and say, well, look, you said that you are for liberty for all. But look at these poor people. They don't have the liberty that you say that you have. You need to live up to that. And they make the system change. That's what Saul Linsky had in mind when he says using the poor as a battering ram. That's the proletariat, the working class, up against the class of the upper class and making them fight one another. This is their goal to... To foster divide, to facilitate tension and contention in order to uh, implement their strategy for change.
1: We're on with Pastor Stephan Broden of the Fair Park Church there in Dallas. Texas, and a friend of mine so glad, I'm, over the years now, Stephen, we've known each other years now, man, We're going back years, and uh, it doesn't seem like time slips away that quickly, but it certainly does. Is then, Pastor, this George Floyd and all of the shootings that are going on, uh, are these also battering rams? Speak to us as to how that can evolve.
3: Well, I think it's deliberate. What we're seeing is an engineered attempt to uh, get rid of our Second Amendment. And so they create an environment of fear, of insecurity. Um, I, you know, some of this stuff is synthetic. And they've got people out there who are shooting, uh, and uh, and they're creating an environment or atmosphere through which that kind of behavior is the end result i think that there is an attempt to try to use these events not events but circumstances to create a narrative that will produce policies and or law legislation that will regulate further and or remove our second amendment rights from the public square I don't like what I see. I think this is uh, something that's unusual about this. And it seems like these things are happening all over the country all of a sudden. And it's happening at the same time that this administration is pushing gun control and gun legislation.
1: Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing, America? Isn't that amazing? Pastor Stephen Broden has pointed that out to you. Pastor, before we go any further, tell everybody how to get in touch with you, how to get you to where they are if they are so inclined.
3: Well, uh, you can certainly go to my Facebook page, and I have all of my writings and my uh, sermons and all of that is on Stephen Broden. Facebook page, they can find me there, and then we have a church uh, Facebook that's the Fair Park Bible Fellowship Facebook, and uh, they can find us there. Those are the two areas that I would recommend people go to to find out what we're saying and what is going
1: on with our ministry. Fair Park Bible Fellowship Facebook page, Stephen Broton Facebook page. Hey friends, let me tell you, very well worth checking out Pastor, when we think about um, uh, the what you said the design behind all of this, uh, let me ask you then about um, this let's let 's talk about the police and policing. you know the first film that I made was there in Dallas, uh, Burl Jernigan he was constable uh, there at the time, and uh, lieutenant Sam Allen were 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 good friends of mine as a fire investigator, uh, and they helped me in, in this film. Uh, the other side is what it was called. And I, I know many, many uh, 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 police officers there in Dallas County, and I have not run into one personally that I know, and I don't know anybody, uh, I, don't, I don't live with them or anything, but I've never known a, a bad cop. I I personally have never known. I've seen them on TV, uh, you know, because we've seen them, but I've never personally known one. What benefit is there in painting this picture in the minds of our young people as they are doing right now? They are painting a very negative and dangerous picture, in my estimation, of public servants like police officers. Pastors, speak to us about it
3: well uh, i think that's unfortunate that that's happening um, again there not all police officers are bad there are some and uh and there are some who are that give the entire police force a bad uh reputation but that is not typical and it's not necessarily uh, demonstrative of the uh, police force uh, across the country um But what happens is that if kids are growing up with this negative perception of police, then they're less inclined to be cooperative, less inclined to call upon them when faced with uh, issues in their community that needs to be addressed by law enforcement. They don't trust uh, the law enforcement agencies around, and it creates an environment where potential chaos, could be the order of the day because there's this mistrust this this divide and that, that kind of uh, indoctrination that kind of uh, representation needs to be checked wherever we can and whenever we can and we do that through good police and community relationships we need to have uh, connections with the police department When I was growing up, they would come into our schools and they would talk to us about what they do and how they do what they do. Uh, But uh, you and I grew up at a time uh, when Jim Crow was the order of the day, and in many instances the police departments were their enforcers of Jim Crow laws, and that created or fostered a disconnect with our community and the police department. We have since grown beyond that. And we need to maintain good relationships, and I think we do that through a good uh, community and police department uh, relationship.
1: You know, Stephan, uh you and I uh, are, are unashamed, of course, ministers of the gospel and preachers of the word of, of God and, and our, our Lord and Savior jesus christ not ashamed of that at all but we're also not ashamed of our affiliation with the gop and conservative ideas and causes uh, throughout this country and of course uh, by identification and conversation we're both black men and black pastors and ministers in particular the biden effect pastor this is this is what i want to ask you about the biden effect seems to uh be uh, I don't know. The the, the the pulpit almost seems impervious to talking about this in too many instances, not yours, not mine. But in too many instances, uh, we as ministers are, are silent here. What is that about and why is this continuing when we see the effects that it has on our congregants and people that we know and love around uh, our nation? Talk to us,
3: Pastor. Uh, I think there's a narrative that has been in our community concerning the uh, Grand Ole party and the Republicans by the Democrats. Much of our perception as to who the Republicans are is defined in the community by Democrats. And that's a gross failure on the part of the Republican party. To define who they are in our community and represent our platform in such a way that it becomes an attraction to those who are in our community. Much of what we have as a uh, that represents our platform are values that are framed and shaped and processed through our faith. Uh, Phyllis Schlafly and her group was responsible for shaping and molding. The platform for the Republican Party in the uh, 70s and the 80s and the 90s and those principles and values are still representative today in our platform. However, what has happened over the years is that there has been a failure on the part of marketing and representing who we are through our platform in our community. We've allowed Democrats to tell the black community that that the Republican Party is a fat cat, insensitive, uncompassionate group of people who don't care about them and that they care about us. And that narrative is is that which is deceiving our community into a belief that the Republican Party is a racist uh, group and that they are insensitive and uncaring about the issues and concerns that are in our community. That needs to change, and I think that can only change as the Republican Party makes a priority of representing who they are in our community. That's what you are attempting to do with your program there. That's what uh, my group is trying to do is we work here in Dallas. is trying to represent that the narrative created by the Democrats concerning the Republican is not real.
1: Wow, Pastor! I can almost hear the words of Paul coming out of your mouth. Oh, foolish Galatians! Who has bewitched you to believe a lie? And uh, my, my, if this is this is exactly what's going on, Pastor. I want to thank you uh, as always for for being here with you, Mich- Michelle. Uh, regular rotation, Stephen Broden. Let's put him in there because I love the the f- level, common sense, even keeled approach that you bring to a conversation pastor and you know i admire and respect your work and thank you so much for being here with me here today god bless you and god keep you continue to fight the good fight and Stefan i want to ask you this though i may have asked you this last time but i want people to hear it again if i did uh let's talk about Stephen broden uh, pastor broden's legacy Let's talk about that uh, uh, when, when uh, oh, that's 40, 50 years from now. Hey, Amen. We're gonna we're going to look good and feel good all the way, all the way. We're going to get a Moses blessing. Let's live 120. And so let's do that. But anyway, Pastor, when the sun begins to set, and you know it is, and every, all of us know when it begins to set. But when that happens for you and you're looking off in the sunset and hopefully we're still sharing some time with significant others in our lives, what do you want us to remember? About Pastor Stephen Broden. Stephen Broden, the man. Talk to us.
3: Humble servant of the Most High God, Uh, your call and my call, the greatest call we have is to represent the kingdom of God and to do that effectively and to do it biblically as it is defined within Scripture what a man of God should be and what he should represent. I want to be more like Christ every day. I want to be able to communicate the message of the gospel that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he arose again on the third day according to the scripture and all who believe shall be and will be saved. That's my message. That's what my legacy should be. That's what I'm passing down to my children and their grand and my grandchildren. And that's uh, what I'm standing for.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Stephan Broughton, Fair Park, bible uh, Christian Bible Church Christian Church there in Dallas, Texas uh, Pastor, give us the right name of the church because I just murdered it
3: <laughs> Well Fair Park Bible fellowship uh, yes. emphasis on the Bible we believe in the Bible as the inerrant, infallible, inspired word of God
1: Amen again Amen is again found Amen. Fight the good fight. I know that you will, Stephan Broden, because you are fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.
3: Bless you,
1: friend. Bless you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show, and that was my friend, uh, Pastor Stephan Broden. And, um, hey, friends, uh, if anybody can lay it down evenly, uh, just even keel, just stand flat-footed and say it. Uh, without uh, me, I have to, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to jump him down a little bit, but Stephan, I just love... Uh, is cool. I <laughs> just love it. And so, uh, and I guess, so Michelle, let's have him on uh, as we begin to uh, form the rotations for the YouTube and all of that. Uh, let's have Pastor Broden on regularly. I think people need to see his face. Yeah, let's do that. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back with the um, last segment in the first hour, and then um, we have a lot to talk about in the second hour um, because I want to elaborate on something that Pastor Broden said to us is that people in the community, the black community in particular, they just believe what Democrats tell them. I'll be right back. You I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth saving. So
1: you me up inside you thought I was to die for.
2: So you Red state talk radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon echo and echo dot by simply saying Alexa play red state talk radio
0: Red state talk radio on TuneIn.
1: C.L. back with you on this great day. And I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a windy day here in uh, Florida and Jensen Beach, but um, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Great Florida day um, here. I think some rain may be coming in uh, or something of that nature, but it's absolutely great. And um I look forward to um uh the YouTube channel that uh coming up, the C L Bryant Real Talk um real U- YouTube uh channel will be coming up here shortly, still trying to put it together and if I can ever just stay in one place and um, keep the waves from washing over me. Um And if I could just do that for a week, I mean, just a solid a week, I could get this thing up and running if we could coordinate it with my folks in D.C. Uh, We have everything in almost in place, have all the equipment except for one or two pieces and um, we're ready to go. And so. You stay tuned to us. Thank you for making the show as popular as it has. As We come to you over the talk monster um red state talk radio and I am c. l. Bryant. This is the c l. Bryant show. Uh, how do we get here how, how did this How did this happen uh, and, and I'm talking about um how did the Democrats bewitch you red, yellow, black, or white whoever whoever's voting for them? Yeah, I'm speaking to every you see a lot of times what happens is uh you know we we break it down because we identify uh black folks exclusively as democrats because there's no other demographic demographic in the country that votes 98% for one party. So that's exactly why black folks and 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 then the statistics are true. But that's exactly why black folks. Uh, whenever you, you you see a black person, you assume you just naturally assume. If there's five in a crowd, four of them are Democrats, huh? And, and and chances are, depending on where you are, where you are, all of them are Democrats. And 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 understand this too. This is another thing that is misunderstood about the, about the population. And when we talk about Black Lives Matter and Antifa and, and all of that kind of, in this critical race theory and all that, because this has become what you're going to have to deal with. You need to know how to deal with it because it's going to, it's going to confront you. It's going to confront you. Listen to me. It's going to confront you in the supermarket. It's going to confront you at the doctor's office. The DMV. Do you understand that they are trying to make this a part of your life? It's just not push back on this because uh, it's something that I don't like. This is un-American. That is who you are, right? Aren't we still that? Aren't we still Americans? Don't we still have some type of national Identity. To uphold and hold on to? The, I tell you what, the Chinese certainly do. The Russians do. The North Koreans, they do. Hey, how about those Iranians? They certainly believe in in, in being Iranian, don't they? But somehow we have a... a, 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 a and, 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 and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say something that I... I, I I'm not, I I shouldn't, I'm not supposed to say. But I have to say this because it can be proven true. There's an idiot in the Oval Office. There is an idiot in the Oval Office who is not in control of his own faculties, let alone the business of this country. I am telling you this. I'm saying something I'm not supposed to say, and i I don't think i'm I'm not really saying anything wrong. I'm not but we're gonna we we're gonna see what happens here <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I've been shadowed by them for years now. I'm not worried about that at all so so what do you, what are you prepared to do about it? Am I in? Oh, so he's, he's talking that, uh, he's inciting people to get out and, and ro- no, I'm not. I'm asking you, what are you prepared to do about it? Your vote does matter. Do you know what Georgia, the closer I look at that race there in Georgia, the more I realize it was people like Lynn Wood who kept you from going out to vote. Yeah. It was people like him that kept you from going out to do what you should have done and that was boat in Leffler and um, Purdue. Spent time there, uh oh man. I mean I I can't tell you how many miles of travel on the road in Georgia. Flew into we didn't fly I didn't fly into Atlanta. I flew into some little podunk place. That wasn't Atlanta. <laughs> and uh Dercy came and got me. And we did a tour of Georgia. And friends, let me tell you, we were we knocked and and had so many door knockers. We knocked ourselves so many doors and uh, handed out so many different pieces of literature to so many different people. There, motivating had we had rallies. I talked to. I was blue. If I can beat me, and yeah, I can be blue in the face. I talked, and we shook hands and and we avoided uh, those who were. Feeling like they were, but w- this is, th- they're wanting to make this race thing a part of your lives. You're going to see it. If you don't push back and push back effectively, you're going to see this in your grocery stores. Oh yeah. It's going to invade your house too. Cause it's going to come in on the feet of your children. They are going to buy into this stuff. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why so many uh, who straddle the fence on uh, conservatism straddle the fence. You see, um, my parents, even though they cared what I thought, they they cared that I had an opinion, but it didn't affect theirs. And believe me, uh, my lifestyle as a teenager was way different <laughs> than I was raised, and I did that most likely out of rebellion against the the type of principles and and uh, posture that my parents had. They were uh, very strict people. They were very strict people, and um, although they were fair, my, they were not tyrants or anything. But in no means, they loved. Loved, love their only son they loved me and uh, there was some spoiling of course that went on with all of that uh, as well and uh, they were older in their lives when I came around (laughs) and as well and so it was just different it was just a little bit different in, in, in rebelling against them. Oh yeah, I was soul brother number one, hippie no hippie, hippie, uh dippy freak. And long hair, army jacket wearing holes in the jeans. But hey that's come that's even come back in style. Yeah, boots, I always wear boots. That's what I do. Although I'm taking on a more Florida state of mind. <laughs> I am often seen, more and more often, I, I see myself going into, I'd say, my Publix uh, with just flip-flops and short pants on, T-shirt, uh, you know. You know you, and you're in there with all the other guys who have flip-flops, uh, short pants, and, you know, pullovers, uh, crew necks on, or V-necks on, whatever. But back then... Uh, rebellion against what our parents was all about was yeah it always has been a natural thing for young people to do that but eventually they came you come back around to where your parents are or were and it is a part of that uh training in scripture that says uh you 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 direct or you train up a child in the way that you would desire that child to go and hopefully that you are uh, being ordered in your steps by by god's word in order to train up that child And, and it says that when it's old it will not depart from it and in my life i know that's true i see it in my children's lives even though they uh, went their way for a while, some of, them, not all of them, uh, did. But I see them now coming back. Yeah, you know, because they have that foundation. They you always come, you always you always turn return home in one way or another. You always go back home, not necessarily live or anything, but you always go home. And you you bring the visits and you bring the memories of what you knew at home with you wherever you are. The fear that we have and the concern that we have now for our young people is that they may not swing back around to where we are. Are you hearing me? They may not swing back around to where we are because back when I was growing up, the same things that we learned in church, you learned at school. That's not the case no more. In fact, uh, COVID has kept folks out of church. Do you see the perfect storm that's developed here? And do you see why many, uh, and I'm not in on all of it, but many of us think that there has to be some type of design with this. And if you ask some, I'm not uh, necessarily on board with it, but I do listen to what they're saying. If you ask some. Well, the Chinese and uh, the Russians, uh, but definitely the Chinese. Who, yes, who uh, allowed the coronavirus to escape on the world. Uh, There there was some design behind that. Because everything that has transpired, even the defeat or uh, said defeat of Donald Trump, all of the actions leading up to where we are can be traced back to when this nation was shut down for no good reason by a virus that escaped from uh, Hunan, China. Where Joe Biden and his son Are intimate business partners with Joe Biden, the big guy is in, we have to kick something up to him. That's almost uh, Godfatherish that in fact that is godfatherish. yeah you have to kick it up. It's gangsterish. And, uh, hey, let me tell you, there is a uh, mafia, gangland type of attitude existing in this country. I'll be back.
0: true.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back, everybody. Throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. It's a great day. In the USA, and I tell you something, folks. I just cannot get enough of uh, this beautiful, beautiful Florida uh, weather. It is absolutely uh, gorgeous. I know that the the heat's about to set in, and the hurricanes will probably be on their way, according to um, meteorologist Joe Bastardi. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen. And uh, I guess anybody that's been anywhere around anything knows that Florida and hurricanes are almost synonymous as well as where I'm from, the Gulf coast of uh, Louisiana. Uh, Well, I'm not from the Gulf. I wasn't born there, but my family's from there. I'm from Shreveport. Uh, That's my home. Shreveport, Louisiana my home. But my son lives down there there on the, uh, in Baton Rouge, real outside of Baton Rouge. And uh, our folks hail from down in Acadiana, Uh, you know, uh, s lake charles uh area yeah, and, you know migrated from New Orleans, so they brought with them something, and I'm telling you that the things that you've put into your children um the question that we have now, and I guess maybe our parents have the same question um, will what's gonna happen to that boy or that girl what what how many dangerous toil snares are they gonna go through? Uh, before, you know, they, they wake up or what happens? I know that, I know my parents asked that question. I asked that question, uh, for a a long time before I actually, um, came to myself, you know, yeah, before I actually came to myself, uh, and realized that I did have a purpose here and that, uh, God had, God had given me, um, certain gifts, um, just you do naturally and all of you have them. Every one of you have them. I don't care what your handicap is. I have known people literally with physical, physical handicaps, and some with um, uh, emotional and mental handicaps that were absolute incredible contributors to my life and to this nation. But you never knew it because they didn't let you in on that they went on anyway Uh, still standing yeah like uh, something a friend of mine uh, posted on um, uh, their Facebook page Uh, whatever they say about me you know is that you know I I kept going I kept moving that is admirable I, I admire that more than anything anything What can you do with a person who will not quit? With a woman who will not quit, with a a man who will not quit. What how can you defeat them? That was the method of Genghis Khan. And if you will pay close attention, it does not matter what type of setback. We deal or we hand to the Chinese. Guess what they do? They find a way to not quit. They find a way to infiltrate. And I really feel as though they have infiltrated the United States uh, House of Representatives. I'm not going to get into uh, uh, the the, uh, representative that um, is compromised from, from California. You know where he is. You know who I'm talking about. don't even call his name i believe the chinese have infiltrated i know they've infiltrated sports huh oh major league baseball basketball for sure those those uh uh nike those those things are tennis shoes and endorsements and a lot of that has to do with chinese money And, and 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 the the money has infiltrated the chinese money has infiltrated it makes you wonder uh, if how why you, these people who claim to be such advocates of the people can't see the oxymoron uh, a true paradox in the way the chinese government treats the celebrity star basketball player like LeBron James, who we're going to talk about here in just a minute, or Major League Baseball star, you know, why do they treat them so much better than they treat their own people? Are you seeing this? The Chinese people, by and large, out in in the landscape there, they suffer. Only the elitist only those who are elite oh you might be living in hong kong you have a decent life but i'm talking about if they, if you lived in nebraska china i mean uh, oh, okay grand cane if you lived in grand cane china <laughs> you, you you would not want to be there <laughs> i you i don't think so Not after living in Grand Cane, Louisiana. You would not want to live in Grand Cane, China. Not even after you've lived in Grand... And hey, Grand Cane, Louisiana, back in its heyday, uh, when our farm was up and working, we had the horses, cows, chickens, dogs, pigs, everything. We had everything out there. Doves, sheep, goat. We had everything out there. Back when it was up and running and uh, Jane had not gotten ill and I had uh not become so busy uh myself as as more than just a, a pastor of a church um wonderful place to live, but not Grand cane china you you can you can name name any town that you live in it can be this podunkiest town in the country make that whatever podunk town it is podunk china. You don't want to be there. No, not after living in podunk America. There's no way that you want to live. Ain't no way you're going to live there if you can help it. So you have to look at how is it possible that the Chinese treat the level of the celebrity, you know, that elitist, so well but they treat their own people bad don't you see that pattern here right now in this country don't you see that that's exactly what's happening here we the people are beginning to be treated very badly by people who are evidently influenced by the Chinese and socialist communist don't you see it? You are beginning to be treated badly. And they have you in a situation now where they control so much of the way you think and feel about your health. They got you scared. Oh, yeah. They got you scared. For your health, which makes you you're, you're not rational. Listen, listen. Understand this, 98.7 or 8, 9 people, 98 point, whatever it is, people who actually contracted COVID, whether they knew it or not, whether they were treated for it or not, whether they were hospitalized for it or not, 98 point, it's over 5% of them. Survived, they lived, and I know several of them. I really believe that I had it, you know, right not long after Jane uh, passed away, uh, over a year ago now. I, I really believe that I had it because I uh, was just sick, just really, really down, down sick. Um, we had already, um, we we had to cremate her. And so I had (laughs) there she was on the mantle and always had a fireplace uh, fire going because it was cold in Denver. We were in Denver. That's where she wanted to go. But, But this is the thing that I'm saying. When we look at those things that have transpired things that are Going on. They have you in a position right now that they control your narrative on your life in America. And it is moving to a point where they want to control your thoughts, your speech in America so that if you say something, if you say something that is deemed, listen, Joe Biden's administration wants to ban this, these words, illegal alien. Are you talking about banning my free speech? You mean I can't call them illegal aliens without that being a crime? Do you see how this is moving? They're doing this. And it's the same thing the Chinese do to the people in Hong Kong. We have always been champions of free speech. Haven't we? Our college campuses were the bastions of free thought, new thought, free speech. But guess what happens when you start to... Uh, ban and limit what people can say you create a society that becomes dull and stagnant and uninteresting I love talking to people that are different I'm attracted to people who are different a male, female, whatever I like people who are just not the same old, same old. Not that anybody is, but you know what I'm saying, right? Um, and this is, <laughs> they want everybody to talk the same, think the same, and definitely believe the same when it comes to white people being evil. Maxine Waters is leading that charge and Joe Biden is helping her. I've never seen a man uh, set fire to his own carriage as uh, enthusiastically as Joe Biden is doing. (laughs) This man, (laughs) let me tell you something. He's what, 77, Joe, 77, Joe Biden, 77, 78 years old, whatever he is. Listen, the America that Joe Biden is talking about he it's alien to him he's an illegal alien even trying he's 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 from the era beyond me and and once his era is gone i'm it (laughs) i'm it the world war ii folks are gone there, there's only a few of them. In fact, it won't be long. Won't be won't be too many years from now. Maybe five years from now, if that long, that we will be saying goodbye to my father's generation, who fought the greatest generation, who fought World War Two. There will be no more of those people left. They'll be gone. I think uh, one who was a hundred and something. Uh, a couple of months ago, passed away. You know. And, 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 And we are standing by while in front of our very eyes, they are telling you that you better double mask when you go outside. Dr. Fauci is... I tweeted out yesterday, follow me on Twitter, at Rev C. L. Bryant, at Rev C. L. Bryant. I tweeted out yesterday uh, a sort of a a crystal ball with Fauci's head in it. And he was saying to everybody, it's not safe to go outside. And the year was (laughs) 27-something This is where they will take you. Oh, you may think, oh, you may, you go ahead and laugh if you want to. Laugh if you want to, but this is where they will take you. This is where they are taking you. How are they doing it? Let's talk about how they're doing it. In the last uh, segment I had on with me, Pastor Stephen Broden, the uh, Fair Park Bible Fellowship Church, there in Dallas, Texas. Check them out. It's a wonderful has to be a wonderful wonderful church because they have a wonderful wonderful pastor, uh, a man who is sent there by God. And uh, this is the thing though. Nobody how, how are they teaching you to to be sheep? Uh, how are they doing it? Well, this is the thing. Nobody wants to be ostracized. Nobody does. Nobody, I don't, I mean, even though I am all the time, I'm ostracized all the time. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to be. No, nobody wants to be ostracized. Young people in particular don't want to be ostracized, but guess what's happening with this critical race theory thing? People have... A certain personal pride that they don't let go of very easily. And I have seen it uh, diluted in many young Caucasians uh, just younger than I am in, uh, say, a a 15, 20 year range younger than I am. I've seen it diluted in them because they don't want to be thought of as, uh, you know, not woke so you know they 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 don't want to be ostracized, so they go along to get along whereas my my generation say the fifty fives and ups the fifty fives and ups uh hey, this is the way I think, this way I feel about it, and hey it's all right if you feel the way you do, but I have a right to think and feel the way I do that 's the only way a relationship is healthy is if you if you're able to think and feel the way you do and they think and feel the way they do, and you all can agree to to go on together you know and that has to be based around certain core values and core principles that you that both of you believe and america this is where the divide is coming here in this country. the Democrats and Republicans at one time actually believed the same thing about the nation and that was that the nation was good we had flaws but we were good and we wanted to be good we wanted to do good and we did good we are doing good at one time <clears throat> pardon me both democrats and republicans believed that but no more I'll be back Back with you on this fantastic day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation right here on uh, Red State Talk Radio. The Talk Monster, the largest talk platform in uh, uh, the nation, and I'm really proud and happy to be a part of the family. I thank God for the privilege and to him be the glory for anything that uh, may come out of our relationship And um, I want you to go also to uh, FreedomWorks, freedomworks freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and uh, become a part of a movement to build, educate, and mobilize the largest grassroots network throughout our nation. I'm glad to be a senior fellow with them. Been around with them for now, for this year, be 12 years. I've been with them, and um, it um, has been a, a really good journey. Uh, Along the way, we're headed out to do some work in um, uh, various parts of the country here in the next uh, few months. And you will be getting notices, I'm sure, on your television screens and so forth uh, about uh, where we will be. And I'll be telling you here on the radio. Our YouTube channel is coming up real soon. And so, just stay tuned, and we shall we shall uh let you know how this will go um in the very near future. been talking about it now for several months, but anything that is worthwhile is worth waiting for, i guess and uh Lord, I sure hope so <laughs> because there's something that i um uh am waiting for and and you know and i pray god you know will not let me wait in vain and so here we are with and you know what you know what americans i want i want you to take heart to what i just said i know that we 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 what were we waiting for as conservatives and republicans when we elected donald john trump huh we were waiting for uh that Someone, that person that would understand who we are and then would want to to uh, be a part of that. We had it. We had him. He was he was one of us. I mean, he spoke like us. He he talked like us. He's a billionaire. So he was the the, the type of person all of us want to achieve to be. Huh? (laughs) I do. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fine. It's fine to, to be able to do what you want to do, but, but, uh, to, to do what, be able to do what you and your children and your family, I mean, your whole family, when you got that kind of money, your whole family, your your church and your community, everybody is blessed. And that's what I want to, uh, be able to accomplish is to bless others through the blessing and, and, and that's what we had with Donald. The man didn't take a salary. Do you understand what I'm saying? The man did not take a salary. And, and, and so we're blessed to be a blessing. And, and I think God had blessed him, and I think he is teaching us something through the, the catastrophe, the fiasco that has happened here. But what about the Chinese? Everything uh, that, that, that went awry, everything that went haywire in this country over the last few months started when that virus escaped from China. And you remember the pushback. You remember the pushback that the president got from Nancy Pelosi and now Joe Biden. You remember that? He was called all kinds of stuff and still is being called. They don't even want you to say the China virus. They want to control your speech. want to control what you got to say, which means that uh, you suppress thinking about it. So guess what? They controlled your thought. And our young people, friends, we cannot stress this enough i don't care if they get tired of you saying it you've got to say in their presence constantly you live in a great land you have a great birthright the american family is the best one that you could possibly have been born into are you hearing me you have start you need to start the indoctrination over yourself you live in a great land the greatest one on the face of the planet. History will bear it out, huh? Where, where is another America? We're. we're who, who is who is like us? Huh? Who is this Judeo-Christian principle? This Judeo-Christian ethic that is in this nation right now? Who is like us? It gives freedom to the one who wants to practice Islam. It gives freedom to the one who does not want to believe at all. It gives freedom to the Baptist, the Methodist, the Catholic. It gives freedom to every American who wants it. The Democrat, it should be, or to the Republican. But listen, before I left you, I was saying this to you, and I need a studio. There's all kinds of stuff. We're going to find a studio uh, place to build uh, a studio out yeah, but this is this is the thing. Back in my back in the day, when I was a a, teen, a, a young man, talking about twenty one, you know, twenty five, thirty year old man, according to some, I my wife in particular, I was something to see <laughs> but when i was a young man when i was a young man there was something that both parties had in common and that was we both thought you know, i was a democrat then see i was a democrat but i was proud american Oh yes, I was a proud American. I remember being so proud uh, when 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 Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn, uh, won the decathlon in the Olympics. That was a proud moment. Oh yeah, and 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 uh, you know, I, I remember flow joke. Oh yeah, Flores Griffith Joyner. Oh man. Incredible athlete. I was proud. I was a Democrat, but I was proud of American. Oh yeah. And um now though, you had better believe this, now things have changed between those in those parties. And AOC wasn't around when Obama was elected. AOC hadn't been around very long. She wasn't around. She was tending bars. She was pouring drinks when Obama was elected. But somebody somewhere was, may have been feeding to her that she ought to run, but I don't think so. I think uh, uh, this girl is a product of an opportune moment, and she stepped into the moment. I applaud her for that. I applaud her for that. She stepped into that moment but she stepped in so wrong and raucously and was controlled so obviously by socialists that the, 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 the party that used to love its nation now has a spokesman in the Oval Office called Joe Biden who wants to constantly talk to us, Americans, about how bad... An evil and institutionalized racist we are. That don't that doesn't help anything. And I'm so glad for these parents and parents you've got to defend your children because as I was about to say, uh, as you know, I'm one who will go off on a rabbit trail never to return. But it I'm so proud of these parents parents who are pushing back and and defending their children's self-esteem anybody who would attack somebody's child's self-esteem in the school. Do you realize that you, you you Caucasian parents who are Americans, you better hear me right now. You Caucasian grandparents who are Americans, you better hear me right now. If your child is of mixed ancestry, white or black, they're going to pick on the white side of your child. You better hear me. If anyone were to attack your child's self-esteem publicly, And you knew about it. What would you do? Well, that's what you need to ask yourself now. What are you going to do? Because that's what's happening. Your child's self-esteem is being attacked. Matter of fact, they're attacking yours. But somehow you don't think that that, you know, that, that you don't think that that's the case, but they are. They're remolding, they're revamping this whole thing where it's no longer endowed by your creator with certain unalienable rights, things that you cannot see, things you cannot touch. But it is talking to you about identity by the color of your skin, which is probably the most ridiculous thing in the world. But I tell you something. And I think it was Paul Harvey that I heard this uh, from originally. I've used it many times, but I have to give credit to uh, one of the great and late voices of radio, always radio. Paul Harvey never did television. Oh, he did a few interviews and so forth, but Paul Harvey never did television. His uh, forte was to paint the picture in your mind of of what he wanted you uh, to see. And, and he was so powerful with the descriptions that one like this one stuck with me all of this time. And I heard this many, many years ago and I've been using it for many, many years now, at least 25, 30 years. Um, but he said this, if I were the devil, and you, and you can get, you, in fact, download this off of uh, the net. Yeah. But he, he talked about various things that he would do if he was the devil. And one of them would be to make people uh, become enamored with the color of their skin. and 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 think about that because how else could you no man has hated his own cell his own flesh yet huh he should not now even those who commit suicide don't hate themselves they just hate their circumstances the circumstances may be you know emotional what have you but they don't they don't they don't really hate themselves. They hate to hate them hate their circumstances. And they want to get up get away from that at any cost. That's 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 what that's what the problem is. That's that's usually what it is. And, and um I've lost friends to it and I've lost relatives to it. Yes. And so we ourselves are being put in a situation where we're gonna ask where we're gonna have to ask ourselves about the uh uh suicidal thoughts are you hearing me oh, please hear me the suicidal thoughts that are now beginning to invade the american legislature yeah because that's what they they're committing suicide by hating the very nation selling out the very nation that put them in power to begin with they're, they're, they're actually selling it out. These people actually think that the Chinese care something about them. huh You see, LeBron James thinks that somebody and and still to this day let me we had on um, uh, Ken Blackwell, who was a professional athlete, and he was boasting about how much money. Back in uh, the late 60s, the Dallas Cowboys offered him, you know how much it was, $18,000. Oh, man, back in 1969, uh, uh, 19-whatever it would be, shoot, man, somebody hand you uh, a contract for $18,000, you thought you well, no, the mid-60s, you thought you was doing something, man. Oh, you was big ball and shot calling. No doubt about it. <laughs> Eighteen thousand uh, dollars LeBron uh, is making uh, <laughs> several million times that amount. And will never have the type of insight that Ken Blackwell, who was offered eighteen thousand dollars fifty years ago for his talents, he'll never have the insight. He'll never and he'll. But he. But the the the, the thing that's that's frightening is that his platform, his celebrity. Which is promoted and in fact financed by money infused into our nation by those who don't like us that's 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 how he has this this platform do you think let me tell you something folks? They spend they want they want their money's worth if they're going to pay this person this kind of money to play basketball to play a game game that I love I love basketball and yes LeBron James is he's king of the court he was there's somebody coming along though there's always somebody that comes along. But, you know, yeah, I, I'm all for them making money. But don't you dare think that the people who are paying this money don't want something for it. Huh? These people who are paying this man this kind of money, this ain't no chump change that they're throwing around. Okay? No, that's not paying this guy some chump change that they throw around. They're paying this guy serious money. Why? Because he has celebrity. He has influence. He has talent. And young people will listen to him. But back to how we opened this show. Uh, Makia Bryant, no relation to me, that I know of, Um uh, Killed there in Columbus by a cop. What was she doing? The home stretch of the show, we're going to um, talk about that. We open the show talking about it. We've had Pastor Broden on. I've been with you here this hour talking about things that hopefully we need to talk about as Americans. Red, yellow, black, white, whatever your stripe is. But now let's talk about this police shooting in Columbus. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What would I have done? I'll be right back. I'm CL. You
3: thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside.
1: up for America, then Americans stand up, stand up, stand up, God bless you, God bless America. I do the best I can. CL back with the home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. And I want to thank all of you for having been with us for these last two hours, two hours a day is what we ask you for. Download the red state talk, um, app as well as my app, the CL Bryant show, uh, red state talk and the CL Bryant show app. Both of them are free downloads. I was saying to you when we left, that, um, to ask yourself, what would you do? What would you do? Okay. You roll up on something, um, as a police officer, a trained police officer. And I've seen their training. I've been, uh, often in the, uh, the police academy, uh, in my home, my home region. And, um, I know the training, and it's, it's training that is reflect, reflexive. It's like learning uh, uh, any type of art. It, it becomes reflexive, whether that art is boxing or karate or whatever it is. You become reflexive in it. And police are trained to act in crisis situations on reflex. And in the situation we're talking about in Columbus... What would you do? You get out of your car. You see someone about to be stabbed to death the way you're seeing it. Uh, you, you, you shoot the gun out of their hand. Yeah, straight bullet. You miss that and it goes and kills a, a five-year-old kid somewhere. No, you got to put that bullet in the person. Boom, boom. Make sure they go down. Boom, boom, boom. Make sure they're down. Adrenaline sometimes takes over when you pull pulling that trigger. Of course, uh, none of my guns have ever killed anybody. Okay? But and most, and most, most police officers never fire their weapon. There's a lot of them, so many of them never pull their weapon. <laughs> you know? So many of them never do that. And um this president, this uh, Joe Biden this person who is in the oval office believes that the bar for convicting police officers is far too high and supports efforts to change that that's what Jen Saki was uh saying yesterday or uh yeah yesterday He believes that uh, the bar for convicting officers is far too high and needs to be changed. And this is what she went on to say. He's a strong supporter of the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. Oh, my. Um, George Floyd's family... Got twenty seven million dollars. Now I'm about to say something I'm I'm not supposed to say <laughs> I get that from <laughs> as Chappelle. Now I'm about to say something I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> but but here it is. Now, how old was George Floyd? George Floyd was in his uh, late 40s, early 50s, or something like that. Okay. Had George Floyd ever been engaged in anything? Uh, was, Was he doing anything that over time could have produced for his family $27 Twenty-seven million dollars. Is, is there anything that you can think of uh, that George Floyd, that we know, that we, we we know now, we know his story and everything, and he's always been basically this low-level street guy, um, you know? But is there anything that in his life would have could have done at the point that he was, you know, uh, and tragically it was, it was, I believe it was murder. I believe that guy killed George Floyd. But I, now I'm talking about now it's time to look at common sense here. Is there anything indicating in George Floyd's life that he was of that type of value? And I'm not, now, now, listen to me now. I'm not, now, I know I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. That CL, see. you 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 you're devaluing. No, I'm not devaluing George Floyd's life. I'm tell, I'm calling this like it is. I know what he meant. Did did he? I mean, uh what was it does he did he have children? What was his relationship with them? Well, that's worth several million if that's if that's um uh so because that's that's pain and suffering for the family. Of course, I can see that. But I know that he was close to his mother. Okay, give her a couple million dollars for the loss of her son and yada yada yada, but uh 27 million dollars? Uh, and, and, and George um, along with whoever else and I understand the situation myself, he was no choir boy he wasn't he wasn't a choir boy and eventually George was going to wind up uh, most likely um, dead on the street anyway oh I know I'm saying stuff I ought not say I shouldn't say but, but you should say it because you need to think about this you're being duped Hoodwinked, swindled by someone in the Oval Office who believes that uh, yeah, it's cool. We we need that uh, we need that George Floyd Justice Policing Act. And yeah, the the bar for convicting officers is way too high. It's far too high, according to to, to uh, Bart Biden, Joe Biden. Which means that okay, uh, now I'm 20 years younger, and one of the regrets that I have in life that I did not become a police officer. I would have been retired by now and probably would have been chief somewhere uh, just hanging around, uh, you know, doing what I do. (laughs) But, you know, I've danced a pretty good dance. Doing what I do. So, um, if I was young enough to become a cop, I wouldn't. Why would I? First of all, the pay is lousy. I was shocked when I first learned how little money police officers make it's a good job good benefits all that kind of thing you know and yeah sure there's plenty of donuts and coffee <laughs> even late night I've written along with many of the police officers at late night um, there's plenty of plenty to eat but uh, the pay is lousy But I do regret not becoming a police officer. And so... um, And I regret not having served in the military. Regret not having served in the military. Regret not becoming a police officer. But now, with this president, Joe Biden, or with this this man in the the old office, Joe Biden, you don't want to be either. I understand that um, the... National Guard called in to Washington, D.C., can come into Washington, D.C. to help uh, in police things around there, but they can't bring in any guns. No guns. Now, this not only infuriates and insults our men and women in uniform, our armed forces. That's, that's what they're called, you know. They're our armed forces. This infuriates them. It should infuriate you, the mayor of uh, D.C., which the Democrats are wanting to make the 51st state. But yet they'll have uh, nutty mayors doing nutty things like this all the time. This is the world you live in and we can watch it continue to devolve. No, this is not evolution. Evolution. This is not evolution. You are seeing a nation devolve. You're seeing a nation where its children are victims of themselves. Led to that point by their teachers. Who pit them against one another. By virtue of their skin color. Or their ancestry. My children were interracial. So it would really play on their psyche if in school that's all they're fed is race stuff. But you don't have to be interracial. You just have to be a a human being in school that has some color or lack thereof to your skin. And you're brought into this ludicrous. No one can win. Type of foolishness. And it's being led by, the conversation is being led by Joe Biden and someone named Ocasio Cortez and Tlaib and Omar who are disciples of Obama. Are you hearing me? And the Chinese are, in fact, financing the destruction of this nation while Joe Biden... Preaches to American young people and to Americans in general that we are a racist country
0: by nature.
1: And you can't get me, you can't get a Thomas Sowell, Herman Cain and Alan West. You you can't you can't get us in a nation. That is systematically racist you you just don't you just don't get us huh? you don't get us you don't have you don't even have me you don't have me in in england uh you don't have, you don't have you don't have me you have a bunch of me here they they may not be as good as me. <laughs> but you have a bunch of me here, huh you have a bunch of sean's here they're not as good as sean, but you have a bunch of sean's here you have a bunch of us there. Because the free speech is stymied, and and and, you know, uh, wake up, folks! Wake up! Well, that's just about it for today. And uh, the old clock on the wall, the old clock on the wall, says it's time to go now. And ain't it funny how time slips away. Well, I always have fun with you. Two hours a day, and I want you to come and um, be with me on YouTube when we get it fired up here in a couple of weeks. Here in a couple weeks, we're going to get it done, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, we are. Everybody is going to have some fun. We're going to take calls, and uh, we're going to, you know, show you up there on TV and on the YouTube channel and all of that kind of thing. So, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I am able to speak with you again, I pray that God will richly bless and keep each and every one of you.
0: through.